Hey guys, this is Becca. I'm the worship pastor here at Pathway, and we are doing a special podcast series where we are interviewing each pastor at Pathway, and you get to submit your own questions um, to have each of us answer. And our first interviewee is Pastor Coranda, our Connections pastor, and so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is super fun. I'm excited to do this. Um, let's see. Yeah. Pretty chill this evening. Um, you want to open it up? Tell us a little bit about yourself before we ask the questions. Yeah. So we planted Pathway back in 2017, and it's been really awesome. I came on staff in January, and I also um, I also work another job, so that's been kind of cool getting to learn how to balance everything. But um, yeah, it's definitely great. I'm having the time of my life doing this, working extremely hard, praying harder, yeah, and having a whole lot of fun. I honestly never thought we would have this much fun just serving Jesus, so this is really cool. I'm loving it. Yeah, I think it's awesome how, I don't know, just being a part of this specific staff that God has brought yeah. together for Pathway, yeah. I think we all get along so great, and it mm-hmm. just makes it that much more fun to get to do ministry, which can all like oftentimes be so, and it is, it's still just heavy and hard work. Um, and it's not always rewarding, but getting to do it with people that like you get along with so well and just are always encouraging. I think that helps. Oh, absolutely. I think we challenge each other. We have a lot of fun, but we can just be ourselves, which is really healthy. So you can just have a great time because you're not walking around like, oh man, like like, it's just really good. Right. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. Okay. Well, let's have more fun. So we have a few questions and we'll just get to what we get to. Um, The first one is how do you handle criticism of yourself Spouse, church, etc. So just criticism in general. Oh, <laughs> that's such a tough question. Um, you know, honestly, you think that you think that it's not gonna come, and that you you're not gonna get criticized, and right. that you know we're doing right things, we're doing great stuff. People are gonna like this, but that is just not the truth. There are always people that are gonna criticize choices that you make mm-hmm. and things that you do, and. Um, your kids, like just everything. And I don't know if, um, you know, to be really transparent, I don't know if people think about those things sometimes, you know, I think it's easy, even for myself sometimes, like if I'm somewhere and I see something and maybe I, like I don't love what somebody's doing, I, I guess I just always think like that's still a person with a family and like, you know what I mean? And so learning how to handle that has been really hard. I mean, when we first got married, I was not um, as graceful in, like, managing <laughs> control of my tongue, probably. A lot no. more um, just quick to react, I yeah. guess. I've learned over 13 years of ministry with Brian now just to um, really take things in stride and just know that you know, it's not personal, and sometimes it is, but for the most part, if people don't like something that's being done, like, there's a deeper reason, you know, and so I just try and remember that um, that's probably stemming from something. My degree is in counseling and psychology. I think that that helps me out (laughs) a lot with people, Um, but I mean, to to say it doesn't 
like hit home sometimes and that things don't really hurt, that would definitely be a lie because, you know, I think that for the most part when people criticize or say things, it's easy just to be like, eh. yeah, <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. That's your opinion and I'm really okay with it. But um, there are things that I think that people can say and do that can be hurtful, and I wish that they wouldn't, but that's just not the reality that we live in. And I always try and go back to the fact that if you're not being criticized, you're probably doing something wrong anyways. So I listened to a really great message recently, um, and it was just talking about that, just the power of overcoming that. And so learning to um, be really confident in myself in Jesus and know that um, I'm not responsible for like lashing back out at somebody or honestly being the protector for my family. I, you know, I think God's entrusted my family for me to care for them, but not in the way of like, you know, Mm -hmm. just standing at the gate and attacking somebody for something that they might say that I take personally. So I just remember that just take things in stride and just remember that um, you can't always, you can't always please absolutely everybody. Yeah. And you're just not going to. So um, you have to really be at peace with that and kind of find just even ground and know, hey, you know what? I'm doing exactly what I know God has called me to do, and I'm really confident of that. I know that we are where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I know that we bathe everything that we do in prayer, and so I'll let them take that up with, yeah. <laughs> with somebody else. But I love people, too. I think that that can sometimes be a fault because you want to – you do want to see the best in people, but it can be hurtful when, you know, obviously we all have that side though, that flesh where it's just, it comes out and, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know that people always think that it might not just be your comment, but 17 others that they're, yeah, you know, that's totally just keep or something. Yeah, you know, like it's not, it's not just one person that you're getting that feedback from. Mm-hmm. There might be many people. And so I think Brian has shared that before on a Sunday, everything can go right. And one person can really yeah. just, you know, whether it's to our team or to something else. And, and to be really honest, like I, I, I absolutely love what's happening at Pathway because I think that God is really doing beautiful things. And totally honest, I we don't deal with that a lot. Yeah, We, we don't awesome. deal with it a lot. So um, in other other times and situations, yeah. maybe, but... <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of that in how you handle things comes from emotional yeah. uh, maturity. Yes. I listened to a podcast one time that it was, like, only talking about that and how... I think with that one, it was talking about how you build up your teams. Like, you want emotionally mature yes, people. Yes, so good. Because an emotionally stable and mature person will respond yes. in a mature way. And Absolutely. it's not just out of a gut reaction, yeah. like they're being attacked. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's usually not an attack directly on you. Sometimes exactly. it can be, but most of yeah. the time it's not. It's something else. And an emotionally mature person can yes can usually decipher. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I love I that, that about helps. our team, too. I think that there's a lot of spiritual maturity there. And I think that we lead other people in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are watching the way that you react to things. And sometimes you, sometimes I want to just say, hey, you know what? Like, you would have no idea that we're struggling with this or this or this. But, like, you can't lead in a healthy way Mm -hmm. that way. And so I I do love that about our team, that we, um, we handle things well. And I feel like when something like that happens, that we respond in a healthy way. Yeah. And that we learn to um, funnel that through the right lens and mm-hmm. and really not just react. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we're still people, you know. Yeah, because even on our team, like, we have opinions about each other and what other people think or do (laughs) um, just between the four of us. And so having to be mature enough to know that it's for the betterment and the vision of the church and it's not a direct attack on maybe my song choice of the day or what I said (laughs) or, you know, or what Brian said on stage. Like it's, it's about, and I think we all get that, which is important. Like it's about furthering the vision of the church and what God has planned. And, and since we're all on board with that, it's a lot easier to take the critiques and cause it's all constructive. Mm -hmm. It's not just, yeah. You can grow a lot that way. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I feel like we are all able to just share. Yeah. And 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 that's so healthy. So yeah. That's good. good. Okay. What do healthy boundaries look like when you are in ministry and serving people? Oh yeah. (laughs) That can be challenging. Um, I love people. So I feel like um for a long time I I felt like, not that I had to please other people, I have not really struggled with that so much as um, I wanted to be involved in so many things Mm -hmm. and just be present. Not that I felt like anyone needed me there, but I just, I wanted to express my support for something. Like if somebody's having this group or this group or this group, like I may really personally love it for me, but I also want to be there for them. And so in addition to that, I think just people in general, um, Sometimes people can can invade your, your boundaries and yes. your space, and you have to be really careful of that. And so healthy boundaries are, I, I learned this really early on. For I went to a conference when we were student pastors. I mean, we had maybe only been in ministry a couple of years. And I remember this student pastor's wife, and she was talking about how you get so many requests, like, Hey, can you meet with me for this? Hey, can I talk to you about this? Hey, can I, hey, can I this and mm-hmm. that? And, and you begin to give so many yeses that there's a book about, you know, the best yes by Lisa Turkerson that talks about that. Like if you give so many yeses, none of those are your best yes. Right. But I remember the student pastor's wife talking about how, you know, so many different students would just want to spend time with her and do this and that. And she said, you know what? I had to really like carve out appropriate times for me to have those. And she said, so I might offer them like 30 minutes when I'm shopping for groceries and you can walk with me and talk with me and you can, mm-hmm. you can, I'll hear you out and I'll listen to you. But after that, like I've got to go home and spend time with my family. And obviously like now being on a side where we have kids, like it was different before um, we had a lot more time available. <laughs> hey, that's like, that is my <laughs> Zoom meeting. Oh, that's right. Staff meeting reminder. We're all, we're always working. <laughs> we are. Um, Not everyone will know that I'm ready for Zoom. We're ready. So, I mean, you just have to have healthy boundaries. Not everybody's going to understand that either. Right. You know, you're going to disappoint people. Um, You have to, you have to be okay with that and know what that looks like for yourself. And I I mean, I think we're always like going through different seasons of transition where we're figuring out new boundaries. I mean, for example, Mm -hmm. this year, like one of our kids started regular school yeah. and so that's the daily that's a different life now and so we're having to change up our, our lifestyle just a little bit our schedule a little bit and so just making sure that you're really intentional about things that you want to make a priority mm-hmm. when people talk about like I don't have time for this or I don't have time for that I think well you can make time for the yeah, things that are that important you for to. you 
And so obviously making time for our family, like we're really guarded about some things. Um, like we're not often out on a Saturday night and um, rarely would we go to something. And I hate to say yes to things or no to things, I guess I should say, but and miss out. But at the same time, like I know that we need to protect certain mm-hmm. times. And so, yeah, you have to just be really intentional and it's okay to tell people, Hey, I'm actually not available. Um, what about this time or this time or, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's truly my heart is that I'd love to just be able to meet with everyone. But unfortunately during this season, I'm working another job and I'm doing things and that, that goes into the evening. And sometimes yeah, we're able to do certain things and, and that's okay. And I, I, I'm all right with that, yeah. but just have to let people know. And and I think if you come across real clear, and just let them let them know that hey, I care about you. I want to make time for you. But what about this? And it might only be 15 minutes, and it's not because you don't want to spend time, but that might be all that you have that week right. to be able to give to them where you're fully able to give attention. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to meet with someone and be really distracted. And yeah. So I want to say, yeah, I have 15 minutes. I can definitely sit down with you because I really want to hear what you have to say and. A lot of times, I'll, to be honest, I, I will ask people, like, if they want to meet or something, I'll say, absolutely, you know, what what are you thinking or what what's on your heart, what's on your mind? Yeah. Um, because I would find myself, really, in, in a couple of situations where they wanted maybe to meet with me just to complain about things, mm-hmm. and that doesn't end up being very healthy and constructive, and so I want to hear people out, but... I also want to be really wise about giving up my time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to be your punching bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my lunch break. <laughs> but I'm also willing to listen. So. Yes. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. Okay. Um, third question. What do you do to help your kids learn to love God and church and not to see it as a job or work? Yeah, I mean, being in ministry, all of us can relate to that, um, mm-hmm. serving and stuff, you know, because we're we're there, and um, sometimes it's really easy, I think, to just, I know one of my kids will be so excited about something they did in Kids Bath, and they're wanting to show me, and I find myself really caught up with working and serving, and um, I'm trying to be a lot more aware of those moments and just give them my attention, and then also, too, help them to know um, the great side of serving Jesus and that it's so fun and mm-hmm. that we love what we're doing. I know for us, it, it really is crazy hard, long work days when yeah. it comes to that, especially on a Sunday. But, um, you know, you, you can go through a ton of different emotions <laughs> and feelings on a Sunday. And then by the time you get to the end, you might be pretty tired. But really... Just being really aware of never making that seem as though, oh, we have to be here because mm-hmm. that's not our heart. Even on the long, rough days when, when we may even feel discouraged or just tired um, physically, just knowing and reminding ourselves of the why and keeping that before us helps us to keep that before our kids. So right. um, we get to be here and we get to do this. Like mm-hmm. we, we prayed to be set part of something. We didn't know what it was for so long. And then to know that this is it and there's so much more ahead. Um, just reminding our kids like this is awesome that we get to do this and that people's lives are being changed. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for them to understand, but you know, I think we think of it as this such as this long day for them, but I honestly think they're having so much fun. I know. 
Like, yeah. just playing with their friends all they day. They are. They just think it's so much fun. And I always want to help them, though, like, understand why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I know that they have other little friends, especially now, one being in school talking about, well, they go to this church or that. Like, right. I want them to understand why we go and what we're doing. You know, that we, this is mommy and daddy's job, but it's different than my right job when I go into my yeah, office you yeah know, it's different so being really intentional with them and we we love and talk about Jesus and the things of God in our home too mm-hmm. so just reminding them of like so-and-so's um mommy is is struggling or something well we will pray about that friend and mm-hmm. just remind them that they have the ability to still be Jesus at school and all these other places yeah. and you know I mean you can only do so much to just pour into your kids but I think just being really intentional about that and never um, complaining and and those type of things because they pick up on that really quick mm-hmm. you know I mean they could sense a bad attitude yeah. coming from and they will repeat anything and they'll repeat anything yeah. and so you know just being cautious about we obviously for us like ministry is just life serving mm-hmm. Jesus is our life and so um there's not really any like turning on or off you know how this is right like, yeah. there's you don't ever turn on and off this mm-hmm. position and so there's almost like a heaviness that comes with it and a burden on your heart because you're serving people. But I want them to always see that that's a really, a, that's a cool thing that God allows us to do that. Like he picked us to get to do this and that's really cool that we get to be part of it. So right. it might be like taking it down to their level and just helping them understand yeah. that. But we try to make it, try to make it fun too. That's good. Um, do you ever feel insecure? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Some points are pretty easy to answer that one. Yeah. So how would you handle that? Yeah. Or I guess what helps in those moments? Yeah. I think as a woman, it's, I don't want to say that it's harder than maybe a man or something, but I think just for women in general, especially like just someone who does love other people, like you you want to be liked right, and you yeah. want to be seen as beyond just somebody that like serves and like you want to be mm-hmm. seen as a friend. And so I think it's, um, you know, we've talked about this before years ago. I remember, um, we lived like 16 hours away from any family. So we would spend Thanksgiving, Christmas and things like that. Just, just where we were in Pittsburgh. And so, um, we would, we'd go be with family like after that season when I was able to get off work. And I remember, um, several different holidays where we found ourselves, it was just kind of us. And I think a lot of times people assume like, oh, they'll be invited by everyone. But yet no one has invited you. Actually, it's the opposite. And so I don't know if people will be surprised by that or not, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you want to say that, like, you'll think everyone has invited her, you know, but nobody has because, and so, I mean, you know, that can lead to insecurity. And I think for a while, I, I don't know if I, struggle with that but I could see that that could become an issue and so um we kind of started just our own thing we're like well we'll just invite other people that don't have family nearby and it became something like change your perspective of it and and think hey they they're like nobody's trying to do that intentionally um which I think goes back to what you talked about on Sunday where you walk into a room and not expect people to approach you but you turn it around you're like okay what can I do for somebody else And that's not easy because sometimes you just want to be like, I want to be seen. I want to be seen. You don't want people to reach out to me and ask how I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know. But at the same time, 
um, there's so much more like I just joy and I don't know. But you still you want to be a friend. You want to be liked. You want to be like you know and just those type of things. So you just have to. I think for me, it's knowing who I am in the Lord, just really being very secure in myself and being really confident in myself and just being comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and being okay with the fact that you don't have to be invited to everything or be at everything or Mm -hmm. be part of everything. One time went right after we had moved here, it was a really cool moment. Um, You know, it's like we, we were trying to get people together so people would connect. And I remember one night we were in our house and uh, we lived in a neighborhood right when we moved here with, with other people that eventually started coming to Pathway. And one night, Brian looked out and he said, oh, I see so-and-so and so-and-so. They're all walking over to the park. And it wasn't at all a moment where we were like, well, we didn't get in. It wasn't yeah. that at all. We, we looked at each other and we thought, that is so cool. Like, they're they're going together. Like, yeah. that's so neat. And so kind of one of those moments where mm-hmm. you just sort of change it. Like, I'm glad that relationships are forming because... You know, I think there it, there's a struggle for a lot of people that just have to, like, the need to be needed all the mm-hmm. time. And that, that's totally real. And um, there's a lot of joy in, like, trying to look around and find that person, though, that might need to be needed. Right. And you could reach out and connect with them. So, yeah. That's yeah. I also have, like, great, healthy, I think, relationships just outside of just church in general. Right. And so I think that that... That helps, too, because it allows you just to have people that kind of see you and don't feel like they have to be any yes. certain way around you. And um, some of them, people that I haven't known as long and other people that I've known forever, you know. Like, yeah. I have a best friend who we talk often, and, and it's just, I know she sees me for me. And so that's helpful because she can kind of give me good, healthy <laughs> feedback with stuff. So, yeah. Good. Um Okay, just a couple more. What is your favorite part of being involved with Pathway? Oh, man. I mean, I think so much of this past Sunday when our whole team was on stage and just those moments when I truly know that there are so many more stories that Mm -hmm. are going to come out of everything that's happening. And I think it's really neat because we never would have imagined doing this. And the fact that God is calling us and allowing us to be part of this story Mm -hmm. with all of you guys and and just seeing lives changed and watching just fruit happen in people's lives and just that just that transformation of watching God truly move in someone and, and like heal their life and bring restoration to a marriage and just all the stories that we get to hear that a lot of people, you know, don't hear. Right. Um, and, and just kind of seeing that happen and knowing, like, God, this is not us. This is mm-hmm. totally you and that you're doing all this. And um, I, I just think it's also, I mean, even Pastor Kyle was talking the other day about a lot of the moments that we think are just so challenging right now that it's just the, gr- the grind and yeah. the hard, hard seasons and sometimes discouraging seasons, I think, are going to be some of our favorites that we look back on because, I mean, just looking around and thinking that this whole thing has just come from really nothing. Right. And that God just is orchestrating all of it. So I love being a part of that. I just think, you know, I go to my day job and (laughs) I enjoy what I do. But at the end of the day, like, it's not life-changing. You know, I'm helping people financially. Yeah. (laughs) But 
truly at the end of the day, like it's just not life changing. Right. And to be able to be part of something that's life changing is, um, I've been changed just as much of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's awesome. It doesn't get old. It just doesn't get old. That's and that's true. what's really cool. Yeah. Just even when you get down, you get discouraged. It's hard. You want to quit. Like you just remember those stories and you just think, mm-hmm. man, God's got so many more things to do. Right. I mean, and if we don't do this, who's going to? Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite part. That's awesome. Watching people just love Jesus. Yeah. Never thought they would even that, be Yeah, they never <laughs> imagined so themselves cool. being there. I love it. Um, okay, we will wrap it up with a fun one. If you could have dinner with one person, oh what would you eat? Who would it be with? And where would you be? Like so, anywhere in the world. <laughs> Not allowed to say names. <laughs> Who are you? Blast them. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. So what would you eat? Who would it be with? And where would you be? Oh, that's really hard. Three and okay. one. So I mean, no honestly, like, okay, so I've never been somebody that's like been a huge fan craze of anybody, mm-hmm. like followed anyone real you know I mean I just think there's a lot of people that I really like it could even Um, be somebody in the bible it could literally be anyone yeah Yeah. oh goodness gracious who would you (laughs) (laughs) this is not my interview (laughs) um where would I go I really hope that I get to travel someday Brian and I want to do one of those around the world cruises that would be amazing someday someday (laughs) someday a long time from now someday um but I would, I've really, um, I've really wanted to go to Italy really bad. And I think that that would just be a really cool experience. So if I was yes. going to get to choose, like, where would I go? I'd probably go there. I think it'd be really, um, just really amazing to see. There's a lot of, I mean, I'd like to go all sorts of places. But Italy or Israel, um, honestly, if I could probably just pick, I know Brian's been able to go to Israel, but to go there, and to, I'd probably take anyone that probably was a <laughs> disciple of Jesus. Let's just put it on that. Any like, of the 12, even yeah, Jesus. Probably Paul, I guess. If I was going to choose somebody like that, I was going to, from the from the Bible at least. Yeah. This because, is your question. You can choose whoever you want. Because, you know, I'm like delaying because <laughs> I don't know. I have honestly, oh, Brian would probably say George Strait. Oh, um, goodness. That's so funny. I, I yeah, I'd probably I'd probably want to go to Israel and I'd probably want to meet him just mainly because I think it'd be really cool because that just like going back to that whole story, that life change thing, mm-hmm. that'd be really, really neat to just sit down and ask him some questions like, How in the world did that right, happen? Right. You know? Hopefully we'll get to ask that question. Or Joanna Gaines, that'd be my second. Mm, that may have been one of my answers. <laughs> that would probably knows? just be her. And I what would you cool. eat while you're talking to Paul in Israel? Uh, <laughs> Paul or Joey, we would probably just eat some comfort food. I really like just southern comfort food. Yeah. Like, just a really good home-cooked meal, honestly. Just take some Pioneer Woman food over to, yes. to Israel with you. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, like a loaded, mixed that's, that's a fun question. Time. Just I introduce like Paul to comfort food. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> be a fun evening. Okay, well, that, that wraps up our question. <laughs> That was a good one. All right. Well, that's all we have. Thanks for joining us, Pastor Karina, for our special interview podcast. Inside Out. I love it.
See you guys next time. Bye, guys.